You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. So, Skulls, let's move on to the next topic. This one goes unnoticed in the game, I think you would agree, and many people don't work on it. It's the mental side of cricket. Um, Cricket is 90% mental and 10% skill played above the shoulders. Tom, why is that players ignore the mental side? It's such a tough one. And this is what I I was saying earlier about my own career. It's just something I wasn't aware of. And I think through what we're doing and and now sports psychology is becoming far more prominent than when I was playing professionally 10, 11 years ago. Um, But it's something that's not tangible. Whereas when you improve your cover drive, you can see the physical improvement. You can see that you hit the ball better. You can get, you can actually get the feeling and the reward straight away. Whereas the mental side of the game, you don't get the reward or the outcome straight away. And it's often really hard to notice unless you're being really aware and switched on. So I think it's, and, and it's hard, yeah, it's hard to quantify. You can't say yeah, I'm mentally a lot better. Whereas you can say, yeah, technically I'm hitting the ball. I've opened up that part of the ground. I'm doing that. So it can be measured because for example, I've got a, a coaching client at the moment who I'm working with, who's in South Australia in your neck of the woods. And he is now able to deal with stress at work far better than he was six weeks ago. So we've been working on his mindset and his understanding of his thoughts and his, his mental skills. And so he can say, yeah, I'm, I'm handling pressure and stress way better. So that's quantifiable in some ways, but it's not as tangible or as noticeable as the physical side of things. So I think that it's improving and hopefully in the next five to 10 years, every single professional team will have sports psychologists because as you said, like cricket especially is, is one or lost in the mind of an athlete and the mind of the team. And it's something that I'm really passionate about. And we talk about a lot of cricket mentoring just because I didn't know much about it when I was playing professionally. And I really think it would have made a big difference in my career. Absolutely. Skulls. Um, you've got to work on it. Um, you can use it in everyday life, as you said. It works both ways. Um, let's talk about a few um, areas that you could work on with your, that involve the mental side. Routines are very important skulls in the game. Uh, players have their own routines that they follow pre-game, during the game, post-game. There's no set routine. No one does the same thing. It's all different. So skulls, why is it important to have a good mental routine and a routine as well? Well, a mental routine is basically used to focus your thoughts into what's relevant when you need it to be. So you don't want to be thinking about the scoreboard when the ball is being released from the bowler's hand, or you don't want to be thinking about what the opposition just said or who's watching when the ball is being bowled, because that's not relevant in that moment. So a mental routine sort of brings your attention and your thoughts into what's relevant. And If uh, something that I love and I say to my players is something I got from the Cricket Australia sports psychologist, Peter Clark, where he says, there's a difference between a blank mind and a clear mind. And you should always be striving for a clear mind where you're just focused on what's relevant in that moment. But a blank mind allows you to just have any other thought come in and that's what distracts you. And the distractions are what cause mistakes. It's when we can't then focus our attention on the present moment and therefore execute our skill to the best of our ability. So mental routines are just so important. And I I sort of say to my athletes, like 
the, the most important skill any athlete can possess, and not just cricket, but cricket's very, very important in this, but the most important skill any athlete can possess is the ability to focus your attention on the present moment. Because the present moment is where your peak performance lives. It's where your optimal performance lives. And if you're not focused on the present moment, present moment, you're never going to perform at your best in that moment. You're more likely to make a bad decision and more likely to make an execution error as well. So it's a non-negotiable. If you want to perform at your best, you've got to be able to focus on the present moment. So a, a mental routine helps you do that. It doesn't mean you're definitely going to do it because you might still get distracted, but it gives you a something or a process to follow that hopefully gets you into that moment. Absolutely. Uh, the next thing is mindset and attitude, two very important things. Let's talk about mindset first. Skulls, it's very important to have the right mindset. And you wrote an article about mindset, about fixed and growth mindset. So can you tell us why is it important to have the right mindset and what's the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset? Well, a fixed mindset is where you basically think that you're, you've been given a certain level of ability and you don't really have to work on it or if you, like you, can't, you can't change it. So everything's fixed. It's like, oh, I'm talented. And, and you sort of, that's what lazy people do and people who don't have um, the mindset of trying to get better all the time. Whereas a growth mindset sort of speaks for itself where you're trying to always grow and, and become better and improve. So the best athletes are never satisfied with where they're at. They're always looking for ways to learn and improve. And so they've all got the growth mindset. They're all trying to get better. They don't just say, oh, I'm, that's me, I'm done. I'm, I'm averaging 40, I'm done. That's as good as I'll ever get. And I'm good enough to be, they were always tinkering and testing and trying things to get a little bit better. So I think that that um, is hugely important for any young athlete to understand that if you want to be the best, you can be. It's never like we never, ever master the skill that we, we do and we never, ever master ourselves. So we're always trying to grow as a person and grow as an athlete and grow, as, grow our skill set because that is where we can get better. That's where we can reach our optimal. That's where we can really... Um, become successful and be the best we can possibly be. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about attitude. Um, Skulls, having the right attitude can make a difference in a game of cricket. Uh, what is attitude? Attitude is the state of mind which you approach a situation or look at the world. Um, it's the part of what you bring into a match. It is demonstrated by how you act and react. It is how you feel to make others feel. Uh, attitude is a choice. You can choose to be positive or negative. Attitude affects performance. Uh, your attitude that you take onto the ground will have a significant impact on the quality of your performance and certainly affect other people's perception of your performance. Uh, so attitude is internal and external. So internal attitude, how we think, how we feel, our mindset, this is the voice inside that can send positive messages and reinforce positive behaviours, or it can eat away at our confidence. This can be emotionally draining uh, physically. And external attitude is the way we communicate the mindset to others. Our behaviour is the personification of our attitude. So, Skulls, how important is having the right attitude in cricket? Oh, mate, it can, attitude is everything, I think, and especially in young players. When a young player could be have the best skill set, but if they've got a poor attitude and they don't sort of contribute positive energy to the team and to the environment, then they, they often don't get selected because the, the team or the group, as we've spoken about, cricket's a team game and the group um, is more important than any individual. And... I love the, the expression or the sort of idea that you have energy givers and energy takers, and you always want far more energy givers than energy takers. Um, 
So attitude, and, and I, as I said, I know so many times where a good cricketer, a good athlete hasn't been selected because they've got a bad attitude. They're selfish. They're, um, they complain all the time. They just suck energy out of the coach or out of the group. And no one wants to be around those sort of people. Like, as we've spoken about, life's short and, and you sort of, you want to spend time with people you enjoy spending time with. So I know that there's there's a saying that goes around the cricket circles everywhere that there's a no dickhead policy. If people are cowboys or dickheads, they, they don't get selected or they get left out. So um, yeah, attitude is, is so, so important. It's something we can control. It's something that we can sort of, we can show up and behave and act in certain ways that gives energy to the group, that helps the group and doesn't sort of hinder the group. So it's something that is hugely important. Absolutely. Um, let's move on to self-talk, um, affirmations that players say to themselves. So Skulls, players will often have negative thoughts that creep into their head during a game. They often doubt themselves. When this happens, players will use self-talk or affirmations to get rid of those negative thoughts and doubts and replace them with positive thoughts. And this helps them make believe, uh, believe in themselves and back themselves. So Skulls, how important when things are tough and these doubts start to creep in to use self-talk and affirmations during a game? Well, look, let me just start by saying I believe that mo for most people, our thoughts trigger our emotions and our feelings and that determines how we sort of play. Because if we feel tense and tight and worried and scared and anxious, we're not going to play with freedom and, and at our best. So what it is, is, is we all have a negative voice. We all have a negative story and negative self-talk. And we, we can never get rid of that. We don't just sort of, it doesn't just die and, and we never hear it again. But what we can do is we can train ourselves. We can, we can teach ourselves and learn to focus our attention on stories that make us feel better or make us feel good and make us feel calm, make us feel confident and relaxed. And in that state, physically and mentally, we can play our best cricket. We can perform at our best. So it's not about replacing the thoughts. It's just about it's sort of shifting our attention. And it might be, I say to my athletes, things like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I can handle anything. Let's go. I'm going to enjoy this. I love this. This is my office. This is where I belong. I'm prepared. I can't wait to play. Those sort of stories or affirmations help you feel calm and relaxed compared to don't stuff up. What happens if you get out? What's your average going to be? What are these people thinking? Are you going to let everyone down? Those sort of things make you feel tense and and, and worried and anxious and, and they don't help you perform at your best so self-talk and the sort of the, the what we tell ourselves is so critical to how we feel and then that's critical to how we play absolutely um another thing in cricket that we have to do very well is focus and concentration it's very important particularly for batsmen and particularly if you want to play the long innings you've got to concentrate but you can't really concentrate for 60 hours in a test match you can't do that with your mind. You have to find ways and methods to switch on and off in between balls or switch up or switch down, as they say. So the focus and concentration is forcing your mind to pay attention to a particular thing at a particular time. So for a batsman, it's like the, ball, the bowler running in, bowling the ball, watching the ball out of the hand. The bowler, he's focusing on the spot where he wants to land the ball to get the batsman out. Um, and after a while, our minds will start to wander as well. So we need to find those methods. So Skulls, what are some of the techniques and ways that batsmen and bowlers can improve their focus and concentration during a game? Excellent question. Well, we've got a method that we teach you at Cricket Mentoring to our batters, and we work mostly with batters. And we, I've called it the four R's. 
So at the after, I think that the best players are thoughtful cricketers. They think about the game and they can problem solve in the moment. So the first part of the, the, the sort of four hours is after you've sort of just faced the ball, you have to reflect. You have to think about what happened and take something out of that. It might be just something really brief, something really small, but like maybe you played and missed it a ball and you've got to remind yourself that it's not the wicket to cover drive on or something like that. Okay, so a quick reflection. Then this is a really important piece to be able to bat for long periods in 2020s or shorter formats. It's not as important, but you need to relax. You need to just let your mind just go and you need to switch off or switch down. And that's where you might look around the ground, see who's there, check, look at the scoreboard, just sort of watch the game going on over in the other field, do whatever, just let your mind be and just relax. Then as the bowler is getting close to the top of their mark, you have to start to reset your body and get back into your stance and reset yourself physically. You might go through a little checklist of, okay, grip, feet, head, like, and that's resetting your body. But just before you reset your body, you'll probably tie back into your reflection of, okay, remember, head still, head still, or come on, nice and tight, let it come to you. Like tie back into what you sort of thought from the reflection. And then this is probably the most important part is as the ball is running in there about a third of the way in, halfway in, you've got to refocus on the ball. And that's where you bring all your energy, all your attention, all your focus onto that ball and the bowler in that moment. Um, and that's, as I've said, that's where your peak performance lives. That's where you'll make good decisions and you'll execute your skills to your level, to whatever level you're at, to your ability. So if you're not focused on that moment, that's where, if you're on distractions, as I've spoken about before, that's where lots and lots of mistakes happen. So that's the process we teach. It's pretty simple. Four hours, reflect, relax, reset, refocus. Hopefully you can do that time and time and time again. And that allows you to stay fresh and be able to bat for long periods. Absolutely. Um, just the final thing to finish off on this topic before we move on to the next one. Visualisation. A lot of players visualise. I remember Matthew Hayden used to sit down on the pitch with his bat and close his eyes and visualise. And other players you know, go out there and shadow bat with their gloves on and just visualize um, what they're going to do in the game. So Skulls, what are the benefits of visualization? Yep. Well, the brain doesn't know the difference. The brain, subconscious brain, parts of the brain sees um, things in pictures and it doesn't know the difference between what it's imagined and what, it's, what has happened. So if you visualize powerfully and, and well and you can attach some emotion to that visualization, you can sort of trick yourself into the fact that you've actually, you, you've, you've done that thing when you haven't. So you can sort of visualize being like really sort of playing a certain shot or handling a certain bowler in a certain way. And the brain thinks you've done it. So when you become familiar with something, you relax and you feel more calm and confident. But if you're un the more uncertainty there is, the more the level of anxiety goes up. So if you're uncertain about something, you become anxious and that creates the tension in your body where you don't perform at your best. So visualization can allow you to feel familiar in an environment. Maybe you've never been there before, but you visualize that environment or you visualize that bowler or that moment. And therefore you're more familiar with it. Therefore you can be more relaxed. Even though you've never been there, you've tricked your brain into thinking it's happened before. Absolutely. So hopefully everyone watching would have benefited from Skull's knowledge and tips on the mental side. It's very important to work on the mental side. You can't skip it because you won't be at your best and you won't have success. Everyone's got to work at it. You can't ignore it. Working on the mental side of the game is very important. If you want to be the best you can be, 
you can't skip over the mental side of the game. Hopefully these tips and advice has helped you improve your mental skills. Make sure to check out Cricket Mentoring on their website and on their social media platforms. If you want some help to improve your game, then Tom's the right man to help you. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get the latest episodes of the podcast and like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.